Hello, dear Starshines. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Lunchtime Chats. Come on in. So glad to have you guys here for today's conversation. We have lots of very cool and interesting and empowering things to talk about. Uh, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities, we have abilities that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family, and therefore we have very unique perspectives to the events, the things going on around us and in our lives. So I am here to give, to the best of my ability, a liberated perspective to these pieces. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, dear sister Tony. Thank you for being here. Hey, Bev, good to see you. Yeah, if you guys, um, as you guys join in, say hi. Let me know where you're coming from. Um, I'm still, I'm still here on the Caribbean coast in Mexico. Um, lots of energy, lots of very intense energies washing through uh, the collective here, but also, you know, planetarily, there's some pretty significant. I would say even interesting things going on. So I want to dive in, talk more about timelines and the different time, what people are calling timeline wars, right? I want to talk also about the different nesting dolls the timelines get anchored in and how they get unraveled and what nesting dolls they get unraveled from. I want to talk um, about, you know, the different conflicting narratives the nature of this of this reality <laughs> and the power of our dream time. True masters of this reality are, are uh, very deep and potent, I would say powerful dreamers, okay? And this is something that uh, I talk about, I mention often, but I don't go very deep into it necessarily in these chats. Sometimes I do, especially if I have questions around it. But um, at the Lightbody Academy, we've been working with Dreamtime for many, well, several years now. I don't know really what many means anymore. <laughs> Time just kind of runs together in my world. But, um, you know, we've been working in the dream realms for quite some time and tracking into them. And the folks in our particular collective there, we've cultivated some very interesting, deep powerhouse dreamers. And this is through clearing work. This is through doing our inner inner work, learning about tracking and unwinding intuitive blind spots. So I want to talk a little bit more about this, you know, and how, you know, the power, the depth of your dream time really is the barometer, the reflection of just how effective the inner work you've been doing has has been. OK, because. I think you guys can relate. We're constantly doing our inner work and maybe sometimes we notice a really huge shift, but we, is it as equal to the work that we're doing? Like if you're doing daily clearings on yourself and you're only seeing this much change or, you know what I mean? Cause we're, we're in these nesting dolls of reality and we're dealing a lot with the collective pieces that are held in place nowadays. And sometimes when we're doing our inner work, you know, we see maybe a little bit of movement or we wish there was, you know, we it would be great if we had a reflection that showed us bigger movement than perhaps what's happened, what's what, you know, what's meeting the threshold of our liminal awareness. And dream time is where you will see that dream time is where you're going to recognize how deep the work that you've been doing has gone. 
So we've cultivated some very, a very interesting community of deep dreamers. And there's some things that have been coming forward in our dream clinics and dream labs that um, I want to share with you guys so you can have a, a broader perspective of the kind of um, uh, what people are calling timeline wars, reality wars, you know, all this stuff, another level of perspective to that because people really are waking up out of the paradigm reality of the Orion Wars, or even out of the reality of there's any war going on at all. Now, people can might say, well, how can you see that, Christina? Look what's right in front of you. It's like, yes, I know what's, what, what's in front of me. And, you know, when we go into things are good or bad, right or wrong, or, or, you know, any level of that narrative, we're still choosing a side. There is a perspective available to us that is the truth where there is no enemy happening here. This is all about growth, integration, love, compassion, okay, alchemy, embracing our abilities, our power as master alchemists, which many of the people in our community have that, you know, they're doing that, they have done this. So I want to go even further into that with you guys. But first I want to say hi. Hey, Sherry, darling. Good to see you. Hi, Laurel. Hey, uh, sister behind your eyes and storylines. I'll keep you at your handle just in case you don't want me, want me to say your name out loud. So, you know, what's really interesting about, you know, our community is that it's a close-knit community and, and it's not necessarily about how long you've been there. It's about how deep and authentic you show up. Because when you show up in a very deep and authentic way, the connection is a heart connection. It's instant, you know, and have you guys ever had those relationships where, you know, you meet someone, it's like you've known each other your entire life, you're two peas in a pod and, and maybe something happens and you don't see each other for many, many years. And then you come back and see each other and you just pick up right where you left off. Okay. Those are heart connections. The heart does not know time. And those connections are not degraded by time and space. If anything, when there's time and space and those connections come back together, it just shows uh, just how unbreakable and how unshakable those kinds of connections are. There are um, a lot of tribes finding each other right now. There's a lot of beloveds finding each other right now. And that's because this time, this is the time where it, it's time for it to happen. You know, synchronicities all around us when your life is full of synchronicities. This is a great confirmation that you are in the flow of with your reality. You're in the flow with the cosmic forces. And I say cosmic forces because that's the outer nesting doll where where the master levels of this is held. But there's inner nesting dolls to that right down into our 3D realm and then even deeper the telluric realm and then the core which is the pachamama the cosmic mother um uh, uh incarnated as our mother earth okay so these nesting dolls are it's really important and it's really helpful and empowering to recognize our reality as these nesting dolls because we experience things and maybe there's a history of, of um, disempowerment and trauma or pain or whatever in our personal lives or in our family heritage, right, that, um, you know, keep our consciousness strongly aware in this inner nesting doll. But when we realize that there's something beyond that that's, create, that's participating in the creation of this pain, of this trauma, of whatever this might be, whatever 
our ego driver gives us the relationship to, then we are empowered by that knowledge and we can start addressing things beyond that particular realm, beyond that particular timeline, that particular um, idea of reality. And what also what we need to keep in mind is that reality is not what we think it is. I can't say that enough. Reality is not what we think it is. And uh, what I've learned over the years is that reality, 3D reality especially, is extremely malleable. It's very, very malleable. And uh, the masters that I've worked with, I remember many times they would say over and over again that in time, as you integrate these light codes, as you wake up to your light body and start course correcting the timelines within your own light body, you will discover that it's possible to move mountains. Okay. So speaking about light body and these nesting dolls, let's talk timelines. Um, so let me back up a little bit before I go into timelines. So uh, a few days ago, earlier this week, I ended up making a video about Maui and the fires. And because there was a lot of very um, disheartening, a uh, lot of um, disempowerment, a lot of fear, a lot of helplessness, um, narratives going on, victim narratives going on. And, you know, I don't really care about the larger collective, but I was seeing a lot of star shines, a lot of star seeds like enmeshed into this disempowerment narrative and uh and so i had to, i had to make a video just to paint the bigger picture so people can really see where their power is where their choices are and the impact of these choices so um there's a very popular narrative among the star seed community about timeline wars and I understand why it says wars, because it's it's one faction can be competing for the timeline over another faction that wants a time that's particular timeline, you know, and um, and it all depends how you see this. This um, interaction depends on what nesting dolls of yourself that you are woke to. OK, and um, and there are many different narratives going on about the Maui fires. You know, um, the DEWs, the, um, you know, that was all to clear the land for smart cities. It's, this is another example of the powers of be hijacking our natural organic world. This is, um, you know, la, la, la. Yeah, I don't need to repeat all those because I'm sure you guys are aware. All right. And then there was another one, a new one. And this is the one that really got me. Uh, I was like, okay, I have to talk more about this. This, this other narrative was that this was, this was a, um, a result of star seeds abusing or misusing or misapplying grid work. Okay. So I am going to get back to the, the light body and the timelines, but first I got to put this piece in here. So working with dreams and working with the energies that we do in light body, it's all about mastering inner circle magic. Okay. Inner circle magic is creating change, profound change within yourself. And in doing that, it impacts your outer world. It impacts the, your relationship to elementals. It impacts your relationships with your beloveds. It impacts your relationship to every facet of this outer world when you are making changes within your own being. Okay. And this is where the dream work also contributes. So this is all inner circle magic alchemizing and influencing this reality by inner tracking, inner awareness. 
inner consciousness, inner work. And I would, and, uh, and things don't happen internally until it's a truth. It's like you can't take an outside program that's maybe it is the truth, but inside you don't, it's not, it's not actually the truth. Like on a, on a deep subconscious level, more of you rejects this external program than accepts it. So for example, all is one. Sure. Conceptually, we might all agree about that, but is that the actual truth that lives inside of your body? Okay. So that kind of program coming in, that kind of idea or, or program coming in, unless that is an embodied truth within your being, that's not going to help you with your inner work. It's not until you're actually in the moment of tracking into these energies or tracking through your own dream time or another person's dream time. And you inside awaken to the reality of, oh, we are all one. Okay. Up until that moment, that, that idea is not going to help you. That idea won't help you. Once it's an embodied truth, then it changes everything and it becomes something you can't unknow because it's a deep knowing. And that knowing is connected to outer nesting dolls of who you are. So you cannot misuse or abuse power when you're using inner circle magic. It's because you quite literally cannot make the shift until the realization of the outer nesting doll of who you are shows itself. And that realization changes everything. It releases the energy. It releases the emotions. It releases the contracts, the entities, whatever layers of nesting dolls that are associated to that, which you're tracking. Okay. So outer circle magic is different. And this is Atlantean technology. I'm just going to bring it back to that. And that is having an impact on your external world using external uh, tools. Okay. Using an altar with elementals using uh, like, you know, voodoo doll magic or um, ceremonial magic with different uh, strings and cords and, you know, uh, acts, three-dimensional acts, okay, of magic that has an impact within these nesting dolls of reality. And you can perform those rituals without having full awareness of what that impact is or without having a, an awareness of what you're truly doing. So in that way, it can be abused. And the fallen Atlantean, the fallen consciousness of Atlantean timelines, not all of them fall, but the ones that have, that is part of the power over dynamics that have, um, that was an expression of the, um, their Orion war dynamics. So it eventually led to a fall of consciousness. So inner circle magic is a Lumerian, is a Lumerian secret. It's a Lumerian magic. It's a feminine magic. One that is in true vibrational alignment with the truth of the cosmic mother. And when you're using the internal magic, it cannot be misused or abused. Only with absolute impeccability does it work. So with all that said, let's go on to grid work. So grid work now, external magic grid work aside from this conversation, but when you're doing collective grid work, when you're doing cosmic galactic planetary grid work, um, that's all inner circle magic. That's all you with a collective of other beings, bringing frequencies into the grids and quite literally transforming them, alchemizing with your own being, with the being, of who you are inside that infinite self inside. Okay. 
So in that way, there, there is no abusing grid, grid work, okay? Because it's an inner circle magic process. Now I've seen it done many different ways and some do it through um, clearing statements like the old fashioned Akasha work, you know, where um, someone will go in and douse your Akasha and then there'll be clearing statements that they give you to say, and with your intent, you unravel these constructs within the Akasha. Now that works until it doesn't. And, and where the limits are is that there are aspects of ourselves within these outer nesting dolls that are not on page with that particular intent of the statement. And unless you're aware and tracking yourself, you're, you know, you're not going to recognize that there's a limitation to what that statement can do. But they still can be pretty effective, especially as an awakened starshine, because you're, you're awoke to more of who you are on these other levels. And those mission statements or those intent statements can be pretty helpful to um, getting a, setting a very clear, focused intent for something. Okay. But alas, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and this is where the inner work always is continual process and the dream work is a continual process. The dream work is your number one fast track to tapping into these um, other nesting dolls of interdimensional reality. Your dream time is the fast track into that. There's lots that can be done. Now, a lot of people... I, I'm I, I'm going to digress for a minute, but I'll come back to the the timeline part <laughs> after this. Now, a lot of people there's so many different ways to work with dream time, and a lot of folks that I've seen out there they do dream time. They work with dream time to deal with their subconscious blocks to getting what they want. Okay, and the big question is who is saying what? What's the voice inside of you telling you what you want? Okay, is it your ego driver? Is it your spirit? Right. Most of the time from what I've seen, um, it is ego driver stuff. It's like because people want to do their part in um, creating the life they want. They want this this amount of money. They want this kind of job. They want to have this kind of level of service. They want to help humanity like this. They want to help humanity like that. And when it's coming from the ego driver, you know, you're really just you're playing very small in the dream world. And that's where people get into translating what dreams mean, the meaning of dreams. And the meaning of dreams is staying within the um, the human collective field of dream time. And you're focusing on that. You're focusing on decoding the blocks of, in, within your subconscious that are not allowing you to get the satisfaction that you want by having the things that you want. Now, the you is the, is the operative word in there. Who is the you that's wanting things? So we use dream time to go beyond the human levels and go in a bridge our consciousness to the outer nesting dolls of who we are maybe to the galactic mind but then beyond the galactic mind beyond the cosmic and into the quantum and then once you get into the quantum your dreams pack a massive punch what i mean by that is that it will unravel through the nesting dolls, once you touch the energy of that, it'll unravel through the nesting dolls, the energy that hinders that from being a reality inside of you. So that is transformation, folks. That is inner alchemy. That is quite literally healing the split of 
consciousness within your being. It's healing the fall of the consciousness. It's healing the um, the all the shenanigans, interdimensional shenanigans that create the split between male female. That um, all the shenanigans about the um, incepting our ability to conceive light beings and bring them into this world. Um, all those shenanigans involved with blinding humanity to not recognizing that we are actually the ones that steer this reality as a collective, <laughs> you know, you know, many masters. All right. They maybe don't say this in open circles, but there are more than more than a couple um, masters that I've that I've had the, the honor of being in the presence of. And they talk about that humanity with our DNA fully awakened. We steer this sun through its realities within the galaxy. We do. Humans, right? Infinite beings in biosuits do this. Now, that seems completely sci-fi to most of us, probably even a lot of us here. But um, I'm waking up to the reality that that is absolutely the truth. That is absolutely the truth. We choose all of the different dramas. We choose all of the ways in which we are going to do our part to support infinite movement of the cosmos. And that means playing with, dabbling with light and dark, having different roles within that. So we have a bunch of, we have stories of all kinds of angelics that, that um, were, were sent into dark realms to do their part in uh, facilitating the movement. And then they also do their part in facilitating the movement to come back home. Okay, these, are, these angelics are master creator beings. Different perspective here about and angels. All right, let's get back to the light body and time. Um, oh, hello, dear sister cosmic connection. Good to see you, darling. Um, 100% agree. We choose. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So what is it that we're choosing? Right. So I'll get to that in a minute. That's what this this timeline with with the light body I want to talk about. So timeline realities get anchored in on different levels of these nesting dolls. Now, I'm not saying that um, linear time exists on all these nesting dolls. They don't. But time is a um, a cosmic force to allow a consciousness to experience a progression. Okay. So there is a natural organic aspect of time, but different timelines get anchored in and different nesting dolls. Um, and the more outer nesting doll, the timeline, the more vast the, the uh, drama play is to, to play it out. Okay. So an outer nesting doll timeline set would be the narrative of the Orion Wars. And we all have our perspective about who was involved and what they did. Now, people who've been exploring the Akasha and other kinds of levels, I mean, you, you get what I'm talking about. There's all sorts of devices and AI and this and that that participated in the Orion Wars, even technologies that would destroy planets, implode stars, create black holes, all this stuff. So now this is all power over dynamics. I sum that whole narrative up as power over dynamics. And that is an archetypal reality that is, has rippled through the entire Milky Way galaxy. All, not a single star system is untouched by the ripple effect of the Orion Wars. 
And the earthly play out of the Orion Wars is our narrative about the fall of Atlantis, the fall of consciousness of Atlantis, okay? But it, it even started happening before then because there were the Atlantean Lumerian wars where um, they call it the Lumerian Holocaust, where the Atlanteans were coming in and, and mass massacring all the Lumerian cultures. Now, that is a ripple effect of the Orion Wars. That's the ripple effect of power over dynamics. And then there's more narratives where you have beings like Thoth and, and stuff like this. So the more awoke your consciousness is to these outer nesting dolls, you'll have very, very, very different perspectives to these storylines. For example, many people venerate Thoth venerate the 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 emerald tablets as like the thing to wake up to but once you wake up to a more outer nesting doll because if you recall those emerald tablets did have a notch and crack in them right that's that imagery is there for a reason if you go out a few nesting dolls and these this i'm talking about um i'm drawing this information from sasquatch records when you go out a few nesting dolls there's a narrative that Thoth was in a Guardian Alliance role, was actually supposed to be the protector of the Emerald Covenant, so to speak. And that was in the form of, on this planet, as these Emerald Discs that the Lumerians were the caretakers of. So in the Lumerian Holocaust, those discs were captured and then re translated and transformed from discs to tablets by thought. Now remember, no good or bad. This is all a drama being played out. So we have a narrative of a benevolent being participating in the timeline of a fall of consciousness. Remember, this isn't about good, bad, right or wrong. This is about different nesting dolls give you different perspectives to the narratives that are going on in our reality. All these, all these realities matter because each epoch anchored a timeline potential grid on this reality. So the Lumerians held a particular consciousness and that was anchored very, very deep into our timeline timeline reality it was anchored all the way through the telluric realm right down to a cellular level okay and then you had this another overlay timeline potential grid anchored on this reality by the atlanteans which is a polarity grid good bad right and wrong everything has to fall in one or the other there's no there's no gray area so because these grids are anchored in the way that they are as we are born we are born with these grids inside of ourselves and then we through our choices either validate and strengthen those grids or we dismantle them from within ourselves and therefore free ourselves from having to play those particular grids out those particular frequencies that the grids hold we we, we have a choice to play them out or not now, of course, it's compounded because we're told different narratives where we choose this narrative is right and that narrative is wrong and I'm going to be on the right side. right? Because pretty much not all humans, but many humans decide that they want the light to win. Mm -hmm. And what I want to wake you guys up to, winner or loser is indicating that there's a finite 
endpoint to it all. There isn't. So open yourself up to that. There's no finite endpoint to this. There is no winner and loser. This is all a drama to maintain infinite movement within the cosmos. Okay, so there are different levels that these timelines are anchored in. There are timelines. So, so going out to, I'm going to go to a mid-level nesting doll, like the center of the Milky Way galaxy, the galactic mind. Then that's mid-level. And then within the galactic mind, there is this other field of oneness consciousness, what we might call the all that is, the I am presence. For those of us who came into this reality um, with it, you know, certain the, the traditional means, let's call it, we all blended with this oneness consciousness, this all that is, and that completely informed our infinite nature to the rules of reality within this within this galaxy. And then from there, we separated from what might call what feels like a source. Some of us separated as an experience of abandonment. Some of us separated as an experience of woohoo, this is going to be an adventure. Some of us separated in the form of being a hero, an angelic presence. Okay. A, you know, there's an infinite list here of the spirit of which you're being separated out of this infinite or this, um, this oneness consciousness. And then that became, as you separated, you became a tone. That tone became your soul song. And then that soul song became the organizing force to your light body. So once your light body got formed, that holds all the timeline potentials that that particular soul song can possibly play out. So that is a timeline consciousness grid within your light body. And it's your light body from which all of your experiences come. How you, how you separate out of source, how you incarnate, where you incarnate, who you incarnate as, all the different events that could possibly happen within your kasha, all of that is, the, is organized by this light body. All the timeline potentials, etc. And from that light body, you go on and explore it with your free will. And that is uh, what forms our Akasha. Now there are timelines. There are timelines that are actually created by constructs within your Akasha. And that's where we get those things like vows, oaths, promises, mandates, <laughs> agreements, contracts. So imagine your life stream having a gazillion, a bunch of, a bunch of contracts made. Now, all those contracts are going to funnel your life force energy through specific timelines that actuate that. Okay. So there's timelines that are anchored in from the Akasha. And then there's timelines that are anchored in from the collective field. And that is, and that is the consciousness, the collective fields, the collective story of who your identity is, maybe your identity as an Asian person, your identity as um, an African person or as a European person or whatever, whatever that is, the tribe, whatever that collective is. And the natural flow of our reality is synchronicity, spirit. You guys have heard of this term before, spirit time, right? It doesn't go according to the clock or the calendar. When it's time, it's time. That's spirit time. And when you are... In a, in a collective field that is in harmony with spirit time, synchronicities abound. Matter of fact, you live by these synchronicities, okay? 
but we have all kinds of artificial constructs. And what I mean by artificial, it means that they're all based in non-truths. They're all based in lies. And that's where our ego driver comes in. Our ego driver has been built on a foundation. It's a house of cards. It's all based on lies. Lies we tell ourselves, lies we've been told, lies we want to hold on to, even though some part of us knows the other truth, right? <laughs> all of this. And and we base our choices a lot of times on this, unless we're on a spiritual path and we understand that we are not our thoughts, we are not our feelings, you know, we are not who we think we are. Then we start tuning in and, and making choices from a deeper level of who we are. And this is how we navigate timelines. This is how we navigate timelines that are either organic or inorganic. Okay. And coming back to the whole point, reality is not what we think it is. You could be in a restaurant, sitting at a table, having dinner with somebody that is actually existing in a completely different timeline, reality universe. <laughs> okay. Now, the likelihood of them being very close in your life, right? Um, if it's a healthy, loving, soul connection relationship, you guys are probably on similar trajectories. But if it's one that you have a lot of friction with, right? then it's it could be that they're just not at all in the same universe as you right but you guys your awareness is touching each other over the dinner table i know this sounds super sci-fi but this is really how it is guys <laughs> it really is so coming back to the conflicting things so like uh so there are I'm coming back to the example of the Maui fires because it's so clear in my mind, this example. So when I look at that, I see what I see. And I shared with you guys what I see. And for those of you who are open to these other levels of who you are, you got connected back into yourself again. And you got, you know what I mean? It's like it really connected you guys with a real truth inside of you. Okay, a fire inside, your spiritual fire. For those that are still navigating different different shadow aspects, maybe certain ego driver aspects or whatever, they're going to experience and perceive that exact same event in a totally different way. Okay. Yes. Maybe they're aware of timelines. Maybe they're aware of dragons. Maybe they're aware of all these things, but remember, unless it's integrated as a truth, <laughs> right? That's the key it has to integrate as a truth. You know, you still, we still have work to do. We all have work to do. So there are folks that have awarenesses that maybe are, you know, they're in the process of integrating and this event is taking them to where they need to go to integrate with these pieces. And then now they can shift from a timeline of, you know, uh, more of the same, the narrative of helpless, the narrative of war, the narrative of power over dynamics, and then they can elevate into a totally different narrative of what is actually unfolding in front of them. Okay. This is why there's so many conflicting accounts of these different events. And I'm coming back to our choices. It's our choices that anchor us into different timelines. Now, this is particularly um, effective when they're artificial timelines that are just anchored in the collective or they're just anchored in the collective and in the 3D space. Okay, the ones that interrupt the natural synchronistic flow of the universe of, I'm going to say the cosmos, that feels better, the, the, the natural synchronistic flow of the cosmos. Okay, those, you know, are pretty easily dismantled by us recognizing it and choosing differently. 
there's a there's deeper levels of choice and those are soul cycles cycles that your soul has been in a very long time and there's a moment where it's coming full circle and you recognize it as something you've lived many times over okay and in that full circleness of that soul cycle you realize you've been here before you've gone through this rocky road before you know it and you probably have a sense that it's been going on for a long long time beyond this life and because you know all those layers you can be in that moment and make a different choice than what you have before now that's dismantling an anchored in timeline from the akasha level okay now when we start going into timelines that have been anchored in on the quantum level this is where it gets very very interesting very, very interesting. And I'm, I'm having my mind blown. And this is where I'm coming back to the dream work that we're doing in the academy. So we have something called dream labs and dream clinics and um, dream clinics. There's a larger group of people, dream labs. It's a, it's a small group of people. And we go and we track deeply into, we track into dreams and the work that people are doing, because we've been working together for a few years now, you know, there, there's some really deep dreamers that are coming forward and it's quite phenomenal. Um, and actually this last dream lab, I was like <laughs> getting super activated. I wasn't able to keep thoughts in my head very well, but what I recognized, and this is going to blow your guys' mind when I tell the story, what you guys, what I recognized was like, holy crap, this is where the magic of the telluric realm really steps, the, the significance of us working with the telluric realm really shows its face. So the language of the telluric realm is the language of atoms and molecules, the language of cellular exchange, which is osmotic charge, right? Um, uh, magnetics. Um, the, then there's also the language that happens within the devas and the different elemental beings within these realms, the crystal beings, the fae, the, the Sasquatch, the Yeti, the, the leprechaun, all these other beings, like these are all nations, kingdoms, if you will, within the Telluric scope. And someone brought a dream and she only had four words and you know who you are. Don. And the first word was like, it was so profound. It was blowing me away. I was like, wow. And what this was is it brought us to the anchoring in of a timeline on a quantum slash cosmic level and it took me a while to i had to sit with that for a bit to be able to articulate what i was feeling and other people were in their feelings feeling sensing about this too but it was through atoms working directly with the consciousness of a consciousness of a specific atom that the awareness was able to touch this timeline reality that was anchored in on the quantum cosmic realm and this was the reality um, of infiltration of what allowed ai and other disruptive forces into the quantum levels of our reality and that is through the atomic bomb it's through use the use the misuse of uranium now there are circles within the disclosure movement that I think have talked about this in a very different way than I'm talking about it now. But um, the idea is that when you split an atom, it is an act of it's, it's, 
it's a whole, uh, what do you, it's, what do you call it? It's, I don't even have the word. It's a massive, massive egregious act to split an atom because that is quite literally splitting the, splitting the consciousness of the cosmic mother. And in doing that, it rips time space and it creates openings within quantum levels for other things to come in. So then it started to get to, okay, so is what can be done to correct this? What can be done to, to bring wholeness back to this again? And it's the, the pieces that we all know about. Forgiveness, love, awareness, and reclamation. Okay. And so that's what we ended up doing um and in that it started to, it was bringing this bringing this atomic this atomic intelligence back together again and i realized especially later that night that that also is the breach between the male and female that's the major wound that's expressed between our divine male and divine female counterparts which is an egregious act that on some levels is considered or perceived as unthinkable, unforgivable, so egregious that it's beyond beyond. Another narrative that maybe expresses the depth of the terribleness of that act is when they talk about cutting the, the horn of a unicorn off. An unthinkable act, absolutely crime against nature. Okay, so it's, it's to that kind of magnitude. It really is a crime against purity of innocence. So I'm saying I'm sharing this with you guys so you, so you can get, get an understanding of these timelines and how they're working. And, and you can get perhaps some ideas of your part of what you can do to reclaim the proper timelines that you want to be on. You, you know, align your choices to something that's really that's right inside of you. Right. Because we all have our purposes for being here. And is it to be on the highest timeline? Maybe, maybe not. You know, my jury is out on that. I prefer truth right now. I'm I want to be on the one where it's truth. I'm in alignment with the truth of what's going on, <laughs> the truth on the level of cosmic nature, the truth on the level of my my infinite nature, you know, because maybe the highest isn't isn't the appropriate one. I don't know. And because I don't know, I find what I really can settle into and have a foundation. In, and that's the truth. You see what I mean? So <clears throat> the uh, this piece is really significant because we are all capable of reclaiming the timelines of this planet. We can bring in what we're calling new earth you know, to be in alignment with cosmic reality. Again, we are the ones in charge of that because in these outer nesting dolls, the cabal doesn't exist, right? The power, the power dynamic doesn't exist. As soon as you go beyond this Milky Way galaxy, Orion Wars don't exist, right? So once you tap into these levels of who you are and integrate that consciousness through, you know, integrate it so you can dismantle these pieces of the ego, ego driver, you can make changes on these outer nesting dolls that have profound impact within your here and now. I recently set an intention. I, I usually don't ask for things, but, uh, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. So I just said to the universe, okay, you know what? Universe talking to my inner universe. I want this. And it's like the next day, bam, 
there was, <laughs> you know? So, so it, you know, this reality really is that malleable. Now, if we're having a hard time or if we're asking for things, we're not getting them. A lot of times it's because it's not in really alignment with who we are. We're, we're in conflict about what it is that we're asking for. And that conflict very often is that conflict between your spirit and your ego driver. Your ego driver wants it, but your spirit has other plans, right? So you need to dismantle the blind spots so you can get in congruency within yourself. And then exactly what you want, the way you want it just will happen. It comes to you. It's like a magnetic draw. And as the poem goes, dear sister, or not dear sister, dear Rumi, I love Rumi. I, I mean, what a divine master and his legacy of poetry. But he said this in a few different ways. One is that that which you are seeking is seeking you. And the other one is that which is yours, you already have. Now, I know these seem like riddles, and in a lot of ways they are, but in spirit, if it is yours to have, there's no, there's no not having it. It's, it's on its way. It's happening. It's just a matter of following your feet and going with the flow, because flow is the, the natural flow of time, right? That's the natural flow of life force, synchronicities. So the synchronicities as they unfold will bring to you exactly what is yours. I have to tell you, this realization really helped me get out of my commitment issues because I have major commitment issues. Those of you who have ever asked me out to, out to go do something, you know exactly what I mean. Because <laughs> usually my response is, <clears throat> yeah, I'll keep that in mind. I'll let you know. And when I say I'll let you know, it's like I'll let you know an hour before it happens. <laughs> you know, And it's not that I don't like you or don't want to go it's just that i don't want to commit to something and then have something come up and not show up or you know what i mean i don't want to set up an expectation where my flow is not going to actually i'm not going to show up for it you know so it's really out of consideration that i do those sorts of things but um but now that i'm getting clearer in the sense of that what is yours what is meant for you is already yours it's like that's letting me relax in a, in a much deeper space inside and I can just follow my feet through the day, you know, I can just be more relaxed in that sense of the unknown. What's important is that I know what I want and I trust that I will recognize it once it's in front of me. That's that's for me. Right. All right. Let me get to some of these comments here. All right. So Cosmic Connection says, girlfriend, you are bringing truth and fire on point. Woohoo. Thank you, darling. Thank you. So well, that's an honor coming from you. Um, dear Felicia, hello. Welcome. She says, what about cutting an umbilical cord too soon? Um, <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, that has its impact, right? There, that's and too soon, right? That's also... Um, uh, setting up the stage for an act that's not in spirit time, right? So it's setting up the stage for a, um, a false reality to start, to start unfolding. One of them being the impacts of what it is to cut the cord too soon. And I don't know the research, but I've, I've just heard anecdotally that when you cut the cord off too soon, it, it kind of jars the baby in the sense that, um, it wasn't it, that, um, because it wasn't ready that they're kind of like, there's like a deep seated abandonment from mother kind of experience in the subconscious. 
Now I could be there. I'm sure there's a lot more than that than what I'm talking about. But um, but that's an example. You know, that's an example where, you know, of how all these acts that are not in spirit time, uh, they compile into an experience, the building of an ego driver that is not in harmony with the truth of who we are, the truth of what really is. Okay. All right. Dear sister, Tony says, um, that is good to hear. I do that. Commit. It's a funny thing. <laughs> no, totally. Um, that's such a relief. Yes, it is a relief, isn't it? It's such a relief. So, but that means we have to pay attention to how we spend our time. Are we spending a lot of our time focusing on this, this inner nesting doll of drama? Or are we making sure, committing to ourselves to spend time paying attention to our dream time, right? Number one, spending time to paying attention to who we are outside of these realities, outside of these nesting dolls. The more we spend time paying attention to our reality beyond these nesting dolls, the, the more we integrate with it, the more natural that becomes for our consciousness and our awareness, and then we can integrate with it. The cellular piece, or I'm sorry, this atomic piece is very, very interesting because there was another piece that came to me last night as, as I was falling asleep. So um, so I have some, some anomalous body issues going on. And you know, the shoulder, of course, but then there's some other things. And I was starting to go in and, um, and heal myself, heal, heal these different aspects. And all of a sudden that, that thing about the uranium came in, but then, um, these beings came, these elemental beings came and they're like, we want to show you something. And they take me down a probability tunnel. Now probability tunnels, for those of you guys who aren't aware, this is an, an ancient, shamanic teaching about traversing the upper worlds and um, in the traditional shamanic model there's the middle world which is the um the pachamama right that we exist on and then there's the lower world right which is um what what they would uh my elders called it the uhu pacha the underworld and then there's the upper world which is the kai pacha and in the upper world it looks just like this world but it's an octave higher and within that upper world you can go through probability tunnels travel through timelines and actually bring the reality of a particular timeline to your here and now and inform you okay so this is something not to play around with because you can bring timelines back that are not in your best interest okay so it takes a very disciplined mind which is why they don't teach that process until way way further in, in the more advanced levels um of all right of the initiation so you get initiated you grow the light body codes within yourself and as you integrate them you get you advance into these higher level teachings that's how that goes um and uh so they they wanted to take me down a probability tunnel and I, I sat for a second and I'm like, do I want to go down a prob probability tunnel? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but a great big, um, uh, an eagle showed up, um, for the, for the journey. So I said, okay, I, I will, I'll, I'll fly with eagle through this probability tunnel. So they take me to this probability tunnel and it was not anything that I've ever seen before. It was a, it took me to a place of atoms. It was just atoms, atoms floating around. And they reminded me about what went on with the Iranian atom. And then they brought me to the hydrogen atom. 
and uh, they showed me that a similar thing happened to the hydrogen atom and that I was, you know, and, and they were showing this to me for a reason. So I held the space for that and watched it get um, upgraded, cleaned up. And then I felt, you know, lots of waves happen through my field as that was going on. And then I got excited and I'm like, oh, what other atoms could I do this with? <laughs> you know? But they're like, no, 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 that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I listened to that and then uh, a few other things happened. I saw more levels of the male female split starting to heal. So some of the shenanigans, and then I came back, but some of the shenanigans, I, I want to go on this tangent here, um, that's been going on within the consciousness of humanity is that there were beings here long, long, long ago, we would say tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of years ago that held the encodements for the unification of divine masculine, divine feminine uniting within this realm. And in the act of reuniting within this realm, they maintain the harmony of the, of the cosmos in this realm. And in the taking over of consciousness, that's one of the things that had to get ended. And, and how they did that was, you know, it was gradual, of course. And over the gradually, they, you know, they wiped, they, you know, there was genocides and all kinds of things. They were wiping out the people, the beings that had these encodements within them. Um, and of course, some survived and they ended up, you know, carrying on as the sacred sisterhood, like the, the uh, mystery schools of the Marys and, um, you know, different different things like this and which brought the whole the whole opportunity for the being that we call Christ to come forward and the being that we call um uh oh shoot no I can't remember his name Krishna forward and you know there's different beings like this because they were able to come into this realm and they all come with a divine counterpart I don't know if you guys are aware of that the, the Jesus story got hijacked his divine counterpart was Mary Magdalene okay I digress. So, so what, so part of the shenanigans is that they started to devise mechanisms to keep this holy union separated on an interdimensional level. And it was done through um, implants and programmings and Akashic manipulation and all this stuff. And of course, genocides, and then they would start closing down consciousness. So it couldn't even be open to that idea. And so how that plays out in the here and now is that divine counterparts, it's time for them to come together, but they can't come together because of all this interference, all these, all these um, constructs that have been put in place on the interdimensional realms. So this is what many people are dismantling and we dismantle it inside of ourselves. And this is what I was learning by working with these atoms, by working on the atomic level within you quite literally are wiping the decks of all, the, of all the shenanigans that has been put in place to keep divine counterparts apart, okay? Now, this is really big news, guys, big, big news, blowing my mind, really. And that's not to say um, there's a necessary, oh, how do I say it? It's an inside, it's an inside game. So as it happens on the inside, the the it'll magnetize the match on the outside but here's the thing we as souls and this is i was reminded of this a while back and um and I have to say it here we as souls have multiple incarnations at this time on this planet so for example you you have your soul you have multiple incarnations on this planet so it's not just you it's you and other people on this planet 
unfolding yourself at the same time. And this is really where they start getting into the phenomena of twin flames, where there's one soul, two bodies. Now, this is not always a, a romantic thing. Sometimes it's a brother-sister thing. Sometimes it's a mother-child thing. Sometimes it's a sister thing or a cousin thing or an aunt thing or, or uncle thing, right? Or a brother-in-arms thing, like, you know, um, uh, but, it, but nonetheless, we have multiple incarnations. Our soul has multiple incarnations in this plane at this time. And we may connect with them or we may not. For those of us doing this work or being drawn into this work of recultivating the divine connection within that, that male-female aerogamic union within, we are magnetizing the presentation of those other souls of who we are in other bodies. I was shown that I have three other counterparts in this on this planet. One of them I've met, and now I have two more, two more, two more <laughs> uh, potentials, right? So... Yeah, see, there, we don't know what we don't know. Now, you can take what I'm saying. If it resonates with you, you know, you can do something with it. And if you're like, Christina, you're crazy. That's fine. Whatever whatever works for you in advancing you in your path. That means advancing you and participating in the we game, as in helping your brothers and sisters of, of, of like vibration. You, you're, you're doing your part to lift each other up, right? And you're doing your part by doing your inner work. You know, whatever part, whatever helps you in that path, that's number one. Because there's no leaving anybody behind. There's no split where some people are going to, you know, go off into oblivion, experiencing hell somewhere else in this universe. And uh, and others are going to have this age of light. That's my perspective anyway. In my perspective, we're all along for the ride. Maybe we won't all have a body when we when we, uh, you know, reach that critical mass and cross the threshold but we're all going in the tra that trajectory. Why? It's because Pachamama, one of those outer nesting dolls, has already decided the trajectory. Now we're in these inner nesting dolls playing out the drama, doing the footwork, discovering, which is super exciting, what that looks like. You see what I mean? So if you need something to anchor to, if you need something to believe in because you're, you're just in a state of confusion, connect with the Pachamama, connect with Mother Earth, connect with deep inside of her core to the Cosmic Mother, core inside of her and let that be your compass because that you know that is where it's at now whether you're confused about what celestial et faction to align yourself with you know forget about all that anchor with her and then you'll start to get and when you're in your body you'll start to get clarity about what et interdimensional races to interact with if you're confused or unsure or feel potentially threatened, I mean, I I'm actually met a couple of people that have really strong interactions with the Galactic Federation and they're, you know, and I mean, they're even take, being taken into ships and stuff like this, which, you know, this has happened to several people, probably a few people here, you know, that if you're, if that's, if there's creation, it doesn't matter if you can knock on it or not, what is your truth? It can't be told to you. It can't be forced on you. And if a being is trying to force it on you, that's your red flag. That's your red flag. So my advice always is recollect your energy, get into your rhythms, connect with the Pachamama, let yourself be loved and nourished, brought back to center, stay here, you know, then readdress, then readdress, then readdress. You know, I get contacted by a lot of different beings. 
most of them are benevolent. Most of them are benevolent, but there are ones that uh, you know they try, but it's like instantly I'm just like no, <laughs> and I get this yeah, but and this this you know this some kind of carrot dangled in front of me, and usually it's along the lines, but you're a special one. You're you know what I mean? They they try to tell you how how special you are and no one but you can do this and la 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 it's like you know that's the bait and the fact is is that it's a we game there's no one person better than the other we just have our agreements and we're going with those agreements and those agreements are within ourselves with cosmic mother with the truth of who we are and then the rest of it we discover as it unfolds this is in my perspective so I hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, <clears throat> lots of exciting things going on. Some of it is real tough. I, I get it. But remember, lots of cycles are coming to a close. So this last rough cycle that you were in can possibly be the last time you have to go through that cycle. But it all depends on what your choice is. If your choice is to suffer and pain and, and you know, kind of lament and all that stuff and you can't get out of that loop or, you know, you're not getting out of that loop, then you're opening the door to potentially go through it again. But if you are able to choose differently, not to give yourself away, not to give your power away, not to disrespect your being as an infinite being in a bio suit, you know, not to hold your personal incarnation in high regard as far as you matter in this reality, you have an impact on this reality. There's a reason why you're here in this reality, right? If you know, if you should make choices against that, then you can be setting yourself up to go back into this, into an, the cycle again. But as I said, Pachamama's made her choice. So we are all enacting the roles that we're enacting to, to get us, you know, to get in alignment with that trajectory. So if you miss the boat this time, you're gonna have another opportunity. <laughs> You're going to keep doing it until you stop. And that's, and that's, that's just how it is. So maybe that's a relieving idea. Maybe it's not. And for me, it is because I feel like um, I'm seeing things much clearer now in, in such a different perspective that now when I know when I'm done with something, it's like, it's like a switch just gets flicked. Like there's a switch that just clicks inside of me. And I know I'm, I'm done. I'm done with that game. I'm done with that role. I'm done with this cycle. It's like, I just know so deeply my being, I'm done with that. And then I'm like, whew, all right. Now what, now what do I want to focus on? Now what do I want to create? Now where do I want to go? Now what do I want to do with my creative energy? You know? So um, I'm sharing that maybe you guys can relate. Maybe that can help you realize that when you're truly done, you'll be done. If you're not truly done, you'll, you'll keep getting drawn into it. You see what I mean? All right, darlings, thank you so much for being here. For those of you that want to dive deeper into dream time, into working in these levels of your reality, I encourage you guys to check out the Dreamtime Healing Project. That's at lifebodyacademy.com, the Dreamtime Healing Project. There are two, there are two um, programs wrapped up in one, and that is um, the Life Body 101 and the Dreamtime Healing Project go together. And that's because the foundation practices within our 101 is they're all that's all about tuning into your rhythms, how to build a strong energy field, stay in your center, have your compass, you know, really get masterful command of your energy. This is really important for you empaths out there. Get really um, clear command of yourself so you can traverse these realms with with power and with authority and really become that al that master alchemist that 
you are inside that you're meant to be. Um, so that's the Dreamtime Healing Project. So thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. I shall see you next time. Make it a great week. Bye.